Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Listen, today I want to speak to you um, on a on an important topic. I usually try to cover this at least once a year, but it's important to know what your belief system is, what your core values are. How many would agree that we all need to have core values within us? And uh, you may be sitting there going, well, what do, you, what do you mean by core values, Pastor Rick? Well, core values are what define you and I and what we are most passionate about, all right? And now, I'm not just talking to you about your core values in terms as a person, but specifically as a believer, as a, as a believer. So these will, will be the values that we seek to build with and around. Core values are what you build your life on. Maybe you were uh, raised in a home where there were core values taught to you. Uh, maybe it was a parent. Uh, maybe, maybe it was your parents or grandparents that taught you values. Maybe it was a church that taught you value systems. Let me ask you this question today at the, at the outset. How have those values changed in this crazy year? Have they changed? Have you lowered your value system to maybe match what's going on in this world that we're living in? Hopefully not. You see, everybody has values. These values are what is right, what's wrong, what choices we make every day. It doesn't matter who you are. Everybody has values. They may not be just like yours, but everyone has values. We heard a testimony a while back uh, someone here in our church uh, either found, I think it was found some money in the parking lot of Walmart and their value system said to return that back to the, the store, which hopefully every one of you would do and, and first respond and say, hey, here it is. Maybe someone's missing it. And uh, that would be the first thing we do. Others may have the value system of, oh, look what the Lord has blessed me with today, you know, and, and now, those are different values. Each of us have a value system. But an authentic true value is something that is beyond us, beyond you and I. It depends on a truth and a reality that is, that is bigger than us. A value system is much larger than us. It's not just about me or you. Now, if there was ever a time we needed values, core values, core beliefs, it's now. How many would agree with me that our world's needs some values in our world today. Political strife, division, especially this year, racism, you name it. Our world needs values and a value system. I want to remind you of what Jesus said, and this is really our, our sermon text. And it's found in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. And I'm going to base everything I'm going to speak on off of this text here. But Jesus says in verse 24, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Let me just ask you right now. If you're not building your house on a rock, if you're building it on sand, if you're building it on where the winds will just blow it away, it's not going to stand. Jesus said to build like a wise man, and build your home on a rock. Of course, he was referring to himself as the rock. Jesus is the rock. When you plant yourself 
on Jesus and in Jesus, you cannot go wrong. He will, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, will guide you every day. He'll, his value system will be what's instilled in you to make choices every day that impact you and I. You see, every day, I can almost guarantee you'll have a question come up in your mind. Something will pop up where you have to determine, make a choice based on your value system. And you may be facing something today and your value system is going to pinpoint in one direction or another your future. See, the answer, or, or let, me, let, me, let me share this. My first question here is, you may be asking, what do values have to do with my life purpose? What do values have to do with your life purpose, with my life purpose? Well, the answer is this, simply put, that our values are like that moral compass that's always pointing to true north. If, if you have moral values, it'll point in this direction always. It'll, it'll always guide you. But if you don't have any value system, you might end up over here one day. You might end up over here another day. It's important to have a value system. How many would agree with me? Amen? Every one of us need to discover what those timeless eternal truths are that guide us. They become foundational values. Everybody say foundational values. Because that's what you and I have, whether you realize that or not. See, if you don't have foundational values, you will go like the man that's blown by the wind to the left, to the right, whatever direction that wind blows him, he'll go. Because he has no value system that grounds him. This is what Jesus, uh, what the Bible warns us about in the book of James chapter 1 and verse 8. The Amplified Version says it this way. Being a double-minded man, and if we have that one, being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways, in everything he thinks, feels, or decides. Let me repeat that again. Being a double-minded man. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I think all of us have at some times been that person where we're thinking, man, if I do this, yeah, but if I do that... We're, we're double-minded, we can be unsure. Now, if, if that's your daily existence, if every day you're double-minded, then I'd say you have a major problem. You have not yet discovered what your, what your foundational value should be. But again, a double-minded person is unsure of what he stands for. Blown this way, blown that way, by whatever sounds good at the moment. Forgetting that a value should ground you. A value should dictate to you what direction you should be taking. Amen? The person never follows a purpose in life. Because they never establish values to guide them along life's path. So it's important to know that our values guide our life's purpose. Amen? Number two, where do values come from? As I, as I pointed out at the outset, some of you were raised in good homes. How, how many would agree that, and, and would say like myself, that you had a mom or a dad that guided you, that instilled good values in you? And I think that would, for most of us, that would be the majority of us. We, we had somebody in our family that guided us. Now, others, you know, you, you learn those values. You know, it's called the school of hard knocks. Sometimes we'll teach you value system. And values generally come from 
somebody that invested in you, somebody that, that taught you well. But here's, here's the problem with, with our generation today. You know where we get most of our values from? I would, I would dare say it's the media, social media. Yeah. They're projecting values onto our young generation, right. even onto us as older adults, as, as mature adults. Media is so different than it was for my parents' generation, because it really didn't exist, the media as it does now. We're bombarded every day with risque commercials on TV, billboards, um, the internet, uh, all sorts of things just popping up on your screen if you're not careful. Um, music is filled with, with degrading lyrics, especially against women. Uh, there's all these values that are taught to our young people and we wonder why our country is in the mess that it's in. Right. We don't have the value system that we should and that we desire and that we long for. For all of us at one time or another, our values are going to be declared. Whether you share those values or whether the world shares those values through you. If you don't stand up for them, the world will speak through you and declare its values. Yes. My third point is values for a purposeful life. Following the values of the world will cause you to miss God's purpose for your life. If you follow the values that you hear about, read about on social media, that the world portrays, you will miss God's purpose for your life. You simply can't live by the world's values and fulfill God's purpose for your life. It can't happen. You can't have the, the cake and eat it too. Uh, you got to have one or the other. You got you to have God's purpose for your life and his values or you choose the world's values. It's very simple. See, the, the Bible gives an entirely different spin on the values of, of this world. What Christ offers is a set of values that come from heaven above. And he's come and he's declaring those values through his word. Every day that you read the word of God, it's declaring values to you, spiritual values, Values that impact not only yourself, but your marriage, your family, your co-workers. Amen? Amen? So let me ask you today, what are your values? Have you thought about that this year? What are my values? Are you teaching those to your children, to your grandchildren? Are you teaching those to those most important people around you? What are, are your values and how are they going to guide you in this life? How do they guide you, even in the middle of this pandemic that we're living in? How do they guide you? Choose between Christ and this world. If you're not setting the core values for your family, the world is going to do it. The world is going to choose your core values. And here's what I want to spend the rest of this time this afternoon on is the Foothill Christian core values. While it's important for you and I to have core values for ourselves, I also want to remind you that as a church we exist and we also have core values. And I believe that you will recognize these, and you should if you've been here for a day or two. But you were given a handout. If you don't have one, just raise your hand. One will be given to you. But it has the Foothill Christian core values. So I want to go through these real quick. The first one is... We're going to be biblically based. We believe practical, relevant teaching from the Bible 
is the catalyst for transformation in individuals. We believe it's the Word of God that will transform your life. That is what you're going to hear here at Foothill Christian. That is a core value. The Bible says that Scripture is inspired by God, that it's anointed by God, and that it's completely accurate and our authority regarding Christian beliefs and values. Listen to the Scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Being biblically based is everything. If, if you go to church and they're not biblically based, meaning teaching out of the Bible, um, I want to run from that church. I, I would recommend to you run from that church. That's not a church. It's not a church that's teaching God's word. We have to be biblically based. Say that with me ten times. The next one is atmosphere of acceptance. I've heard this over and over. Uh, so again, uh, Foothill Christian is, is one church, two locations. We are a church location in Napa and a church location here in American Canyon. And in both places, I know this for a fact because I've heard this. People, when they come here, they felt the atmosphere of love. They felt accepted when they came in. They didn't feel judged here. And that's so important in our day and age because there are places that will judge you. And I don't have to go into detail. You know what I'm talking about. But we believe all people matter to God and not to matter to the church. We want everyone to experience God's grace and love. And I believe we do that extremely well here. We want to continue to do it well. We want to accept anybody that walks in through those doors. You see, it's not our job to judge, right? Uh, I love what Billy Graham said. It's, it's, it's God's job to, to, to judge. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. Our job is just to love, to love on people. To encourage people. Amen? Yeah. Too many churches get that so twisted. But we, we are to have an atmosphere of acceptance. And it starts with the pastor, but it continues on through every one of you. You have to be willing to accept every person that walks in through these doors. Amen? Yeah. Inspiring worship is another core value. We look for God's love in our lives as the evidence that we have been truly worshiping Him. And we celebrate together with music, with teaching, and with prayer. See, it's not just the music up here that's, that's worship. It's when you're praying, it's worship. It's when you're giving of your, of your treasures, that's worship. It's when we're, when we're together, it's worship, amen? We want to inspire you to worship and take that to the next level and love on each other. The scripture in John chapter 13 and verse 35 says this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If you love one another. And that's what I love about our church. It's, it's contagious. Jesus said this. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Yeah. Our church here, I, I don't see the, the, the pettiness. Of course, that, that can happen. It can happen anywhere. But we're known for our love for one another. We respect each other. And let's keep that going. When you see something that's not right, you call somebody out on that. You have my permission. You say, if somebody's speaking ill about the church or the pastor, or you call them out and say, hey, wait a minute, you're talking about my pastor right here. We, we love each other there. 
and, and correct them. That's what you are to do uh, as a believer. And so again, this, um, inspiring worship involves the, the music, the teaching, the prayer, and especially loving one another. Which leads us to the, the next one, which is discipleship. We believe that full devotion to Christ and his cause is normal for every believer. Notice the word full devotion. Full devotion means giving your all, pledging your all. Just like I pledge my all to my spouse, Anna, I pledge my all to my God. I say, Lord, I will not have any other gods before me. I give you my complete devotion. Yes. So when we, when we truly follow him in discipleship, because that should be the norm, the Bible says this in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Nobody ever said that the, the life of a Christian, of a believer, is an easy rose petal filled path. It's not like that. But here's what I, what I can tell you. That when you begin this walk with Jesus, he will bring you peace and strength every step, every day of the week. Amen. He will walk with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Whereas before, you didn't have that. You didn't have that encouragement. You didn't have that fellow brother, sister that could text you and encourage you and, and pray with you. Discipleship is saying, Lord, I, I, I take up my cross. I, I take it up daily and I, and, I, and I seek you and I follow you. No matter what may befall me, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to choose you. Because how many know life can get tough, especially this year? Life has been tough for a lot of people. It's been different. It's been challenging. But when we are fully devoted to Christ, God comes around us and loves on us. Amen. And encourages us. Amen. Our next core value here at Foothill Christian would be children's ministry. We believe ministries to children should be given high priority. This season of, of COVID-19 has been very difficult because we've not been able to gather as we normally would. And uh, our, our children's ministry has been affected. But how many know that we have this online presence where kids belong to a group through Facebook, through our Foothill page, and they can do lessons on Sundays. They can do lessons during the week. And if you have children that want to get plugged into that, look up Pastor Anna. Just talk to her. She can send you the link. She can direct you how to do that. But children, we have, we have them as a priority. We are committed to making Foothill a center for reaching, encouraging, and developing the youth in our church. Amen? Yeah. We care for our children. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6 puts it this way. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That is a core value. That is a core value that the Lord has in, wanting us to instill in our children. And then small groups is our next one. Small groups. We meet on uh, Thursdays, 7 p.m., that's what we consider a small group. Currently, we, we just have that one going on. We also have a woman's texting group that all the women, uh, I hear my wife tell me all the time about it blows up on certain days. And uh, that's awesome. That's great to know. That's really a small group that they're having. Just women. And she doesn't divulge because 
that's for the women. So I don't know what they're texting about. All I know is that they're just communicating. And, and that's awesome. I want to have a bunch of small groups. I want to be, you know, it doesn't have to be centered around uh, ministry. It can be centered around underwater basket weaving. You know, I always use that one, but it can be anything on, on, on working on a car. If you, if you want to have a small group and work on a car, if you want to have a small group on uh, what it takes to, uh, to uh, run a business, you know, financial things, anything like that that promotes growth, unity, fellowship, I'm all about it. And I will help you and I will encourage you. Amen. Small groups. So listen to this. Christian growth, they provide Christian growth, life change, and pastoral care. They happen best in small groups. If, if you're not plugged into a small group, you're not going to grow in this church. I promise you that. I can assure you of that. Unless you are connected in a small group, you will not grow. Once a week on Sundays is good, but it's not good enough. You have to be committed to a small group because that's really where you're going to connect with others. That's really where you're going to grow with others. The saying is that how do we get bigger? We get bigger by getting smaller. We, we get bigger by adding numbers and then having more small groups. That's how we get bigger. So I want to encourage you, if you have uh, an idea for a small group, let's talk about it. Let's make it happen and then run with it. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 says this, Therefore encourage and comfort one another and build up one another just as you are doing. And that's really what small groups do. They encourage each other. My beautiful wife Anna put it exactly how we, we see it on Thursday nights when we have our Zoom meeting. It's so wonderful to see your faces. I mean, I, I say that almost every week. It's beautiful to see your faces. Uh, we can't wait to see each other, at, you know, once a week, twice a week, however many times that is. But it's wonderful to see each other on that platform just so that we can build each other up and encourage each other. Amen. And our last one before we close is this. Equipping leaders. Equipping leaders. I believe that there are leaders in this church. And maybe you haven't been that leader in, in ministry but maybe God's put something in your heart to become a leader, to, to step out in faithfulness. We, we believe enabling people to discover and develop their gifts is God's strategy for changing the world. Every one of you have a gift. Every one of you. Some of you have a gift of, of giving. Some of you have a gift of compassion. Some of you obviously have gifts of, of music. Um, God wants to challenge you to use those in his kingdom, amen? He wants to equip you. Why does he equip you? So that he can equip the body. Because together we're powerful. Together we're, we're powerful, amen? Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 12 says this, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. See, what I'm trying to say this afternoon is, that it's important to have core values, not just for yourself, but here in this church. Without core values, we lose sight of the direction we're supposed to be heading in. We, you know, and I can compare it to this, to back in the day before navigational GPS systems, if they would go out onto the seas, they would pull out this compass 
And we would always point them due north. Or if they couldn't see the North Star, that's how they would be guided by this compass. That was their, their core value. They knew that if they would head north, they knew exactly where everything else should be. If you don't have a core value to guide you, what's guiding you today? You're going to miss the boat. You're going to miss your destination that God has intended for you. See, God's speaking to somebody here today. I believe that. God is speaking to you today to listen to those core values that you know are true, that you know exist in your, in your, in your body, in your soul, in your spirit, that you've been taught, that you've been raised on. God's speaking to you right now and reminding you, you know what to do. You know what to do. I'm going to close at this time. and I'm going to ask you to stand with me at this time. Father, thank you, Lord, for core values. Today, I just wanted to teach you and, and remind you of, of these values that we all share in common here at this church and hopefully outside of this church. Um, it's good to have core values. How many would agree with me? Amen. Amen. It's good to have core values. So let's pray at this time. Father in heaven, I want to thank you, Lord, first of all, that you give us your word. Your word is what gives us truth. It gives us wisdom. It gives us direction. And Lord, secondly, I thank you for relationship with you. I thank you not only for relationship, but for wisdom. That the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and guides us. Lord, I may fear certain things in this world, which are natural. But Lord, you have overcome this world. And Lord, I'm putting my trust in you today. Uh, I'm putting my trust in you, Lord, that the core values that you've taught me, that you've shown me, will not only take care of my present, but will take care of my future. I pray right now, Father, that the core values I've learned, the beliefs that you've given me, Lord, will help me as I go forward, will help me as I face tomorrow as I face next month, as I face next year. Father, I thank you, Lord, that everyone here, Lord, has a core value. I pray that, Lord, that it would be centered on you. And Lord, if it hasn't been centered on you, I pray that, Lord, you would help each person here today to bind those core values more than ever with you, Lord, this year. And Father, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for the wonderful Wonderful time that we've had here this afternoon. Now I pray your blessing upon each one. Lord, I pray your blessing that Lord, you, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' wonderful name. Have a blessed Sunday, everybody. And God bless you. We'll see you on Thursday. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.